Welcome to the Sonic Collective at the SonicCollective.com. Uh, we're joined here with the entire group for this month's review, which is June of 2017. So uh, that's myself, Darren Scott, and Scott Coates, Scott Gregory, hey. yeah, and Alan Dupuy. And it's great. This is only the second time the four of us have got together, as uh, any of you know that have uh, listened to us. Scott Coates lives in Thailand, so uh, always inter- interesting to coordinate opposite time. Um, Although I do enjoy the uh, drunk phone calls in the morning, and I'm sure Scott does as well sometimes. <laughs> Our morning, their night. Anyway, uh, this month's uh, pick was by me, uh, James Brown, Hell. Um, so uh, picking this album, it was, uh, as I mentioned in an earlier recording, uh, it was hard for me because I actually really wanted to pick a James Brown album. We, we're not allowed to pick live albums, so everybody's like, Live at the Apollo is kind of out. We should have done it in a live round. Uh, but when I started researching, I found it hard, and uh, the paybacks tended to be one of the big ones, or please, 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 his earlier stuff. Uh, but uh, I saw a few mentions of Hell kind of being one of his better albums, so listened to it and thought, uh, uh, why not? And uh, so we all spent this month listening to it. I hadn't really heard it before. I, I, a couple of the songs are familiar, but that was it. So uh, with that, let's uh, start the conversation. Scott Coates, what did, uh, what did you think? Yeah, I'm surprised at myself and surprised at how I felt about it because I really thought I liked James Brown. I like James Brown a lot, and I love songs like Do It to Death and The Payback. And, uh, yeah, I groove to him often. And then actually I was surprised sometimes you listen to songs and you hear a James Brown sample. Like there's this old Herb Albert song that has a James Brown sample as well as Fame by David Bowie is a sample of James Brown. Oh, and I love James Brown. But you know what? This album as a whole, it just didn't jive with me as much as I was expecting. I was thinking, all right, James Brown, like I'm just going to be super into it this month. And I, I mean, there was good songs, but I found, you know, the gong between every song. I'm I'm not sure why the gong was in there every single time. That was not super that annoying. And it's yeah. super loud. If you were listening on headphones, yeah. that was super loud. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the, I'd say the earlier tracks, maybe the first four or five tracks on the album, I liked the best on there. And then I just kind of, I'd be listening to it and I couldn't differentiate between track to track. I'd sort of been at it for 45 minutes and I'm like, is this thing on repeat or is, or is this a new song? And maybe the gong had that effect too. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's too long. It was about an hour. And one thing I've, I've mentioned on many reviews now that I find interesting is that I really think this like 30 to 45 minute limit for an album is, is the right way. And the seventies albums seem to be that length. And beyond that, I think you start to get a bit bored of it. Um, I didn't like the two slow tracks in a row. You have a, a man has to go back and sometime back to back. And I honestly thought they were the same song. And I, and I went between them. I'm like, Oh, these are different songs. And they're on the album back to back. So yeah, I don't know. Like I love James Brown again, but I, this whole album, I liked it. Saints go marching in. I mean, famous song, but I was like, Ooh, this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a lame, lame version of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of found it felt a bit repetitive. Like I loved his screaming. And obviously there was tracks that exemplify what's awesome about James Brown, but an hour of it. And that I just didn't really get into the whole work as much as I, I thought it was. Did you kind of feel like uh, maybe a lot of it, because the gong, if it was all meant for radio play, it wouldn't feel as tedious. Maybe that production-wise, it wasn't really supposed to be an album. Because I kind of got that vibe, hmm. too, that it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of distinction between the songs. Although I did like the the slow jams in between. But, 
No, I just that that's kind of when I was trying to think of why did they do it this way, especially the gong. I was like, well, maybe that's just uh, you know a signature for the second it hits the radio, it's there. But I never got around to seeing how many of these uh, were heavy radio rotation or not. But that's kind of one of the thoughts that was popping through my head at the time. Hmm, that's that's interesting, Scott. I never I never thought about that. It, you know, there's a lesson here. Like I do love James Brown, and I always go back to listening to him. But maybe. What I love is James Brown's greatest hits because growing up and my whole life, I've probably really only heard the top 20 greatest hits. I have his greatest hits and I've never ventured outside of that except live at the Apollo, which is great. And maybe I actually think I like James Brown and I do, but it's just, I like James Brown's greatest hits. Yeah. Hmm. And I I think everyone says they like James Brown, but saying it and doing it are two different things. Yeah. I had trouble picking the album for that reason, though, that, uh, you know, I think I had in my head, um, get up off of that thing. I'm like, oh, I love that song. What album is that on? And I realized it actually wasn't on an album. And it was just a single. And then they put it on a compilation later. And that's kind of how they did it. So there's a few of his big, big songs that actually don't have albums. They were only part of later compilations. So yeah, yeah I he, thought that he, was an interesting comment you had. I had no yeah, idea. and and I didn't know it until I was researching this to do the album. I'm like, oh, uh, you just can't get that, like, because they he does have an album called Back in the Jungle Groove or something like that that was released in the '80s after rap started using all his uh, samples, and uh, that's fantastic, and it's just all the, all the best stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. I, I think well, maybe, I think I liked it maybe a little more. There was the first few songs I really liked, Cold Blooded Hell, and. Um, and I kind of like the end uh, as well. I, I like the uh, Papa Don't Take No Mess. I just fortunately <laughs> yeah. yeah. jam out to that. And my thing, I like, that's a great tune. Um, there, yeah, there's some weird stuff in the middle. I, like, I didn't mind the slow stuff. It was a little 70s sounding. You, you got that sound from it. But his remake of the Please, 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 and uh, of, I guess his own, but in this Saints Come Marching In, I was just like, they just seemed super like, cheesy to me it seemed out of place on the album yeah um, yeah it was just strange what do you think al um can you hear me yeah 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 okay cool <laughs> um actually really liked it i didn't know what to expect you know you hear james brown singles and stuff but i was pleasantly surprised it's kind of outside of my normal go-to not really into the, the whole funk stuff but um i really should reconsider that because uh I don't know if I would like listen to this album while I'm driving or anything, but it's definitely fun to throw on if you're getting ready to go, you know, cooking something. It's just it's kind of feel good music. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I agree with you guys about just sometimes it seemed like the tracks were a little bit excessive, you know, um, especially when it's it's kind of bad enough that even most of the tracks kind of blend together. If not for that stupid gong, you wouldn't know when one track starts and another one ends. So, you know, when you're dealing with songs that are eight minutes to 13 minutes long, it's kind of like, all right, I get it. It's funky. Let's do something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but even the slow jams, which is rare for me to say in a Sonic Collective review, but I actually really enjoyed the slow jams. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was that one? I think it was called A Man Has to Go Back to the Crossroads. Yeah. It's like, even though it's slow, it's really full of soul it's i don't know it seems like something you'd find in a cheesy porno (laughs) but uh it it was just it's a banger it's really good (laughs) a banger a banger unintended and this was important to remember like 
this was his 41st studio album and he had been going for 15 years already. So this isn't just like, wow. Yeah, it's quite. He's quite into his career at this point. He kind of very prolific. Yeah, res- resurgence with the, the funk. Right, he was more soul gospel in the beginning, and then yeah, just got funkier over time. Yeah, and you can see those roots inside of these songs. Oh yeah, with the uh, the use of the horns. You know, he's got uh, on the soulful ones. They've got the long, drawn out kind of horn sections, and my thing or saying it and doing it. You got that really statico kind of. Uh, attack with them as well too i I like that when you get into the funk when the horns start coming out (laughs) uh what what do you think which is some scores i guess we should uh would you rate it out of five everyone Uh, well scott coates will jump in here sorry i uh you know i'm just giving it threes and again i love james brown but it didn't i don't know the whole thing didn't grab me as much as i thought i kind of would be like oh i better listen to that album again found myself versus like oh i'm gonna put on the james brown album so like did it influence me i think james brown i'll give did does james brown influence me i'll give him a five does this album influence me it's probably a three because i mm-hmm. i know him already so mm-hmm. i'll just give it uh, you know threes all, all across the board for me i overall opinion three recommend three influence like yeah james brown influenced me five this album three worth the hype yeah i'll have to give it a three again Alan? Um, I'm going to be a little bit more generous. I'm probably going to give it a 3.75 or a 4. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. Well, thing is, I don't really have a lot of um, exposure into James Brown. So, you know, I'm sure there are much, much better tracks out there. And this review has inspired me to go check it out. So, you know, it's worth the hype. In my opinion, yeah, I'd say it's a solid 4 at mm-hmm. least, and mm-hmm. influence my taste. Absolutely. It's probably a five. But, uh, you know, the uh, the prior complaints about just the... Maybe I'm just too accustomed to the radio-friendly unit shifter format where songs should be no more than four minutes long. But, um, you know, aside from that, there's a number of good tracks here that I'll probably come back to. So You like Tool, though. And they they I have, love like, 800-minute songs. So I love Tool. <laughs> you know, I don't mind one Tool album, too. <laughs> but but it's not like I listen to Tool back to back to back. It's kind of that's true. It's the same with this album. I think I would pick and choose, you know, some of the tracks and, and go from there. Scott Grady. Yeah, uh I mean if I was gonna break it down across the categories worth yeah. the hype, I'd say like two. Because I honestly don't even know if there was hype around this album. Like you said, he's got just yeah. dozens and dozens and dozens of them and I think that really spreads out. Uh, you know the the tracks that I get most into across too too far of a gap. Um, James James Brown never really influenced me. I think Eddie Murphy as James Brown influenced me more than James <laughs> Brown did. So one hundred percent, man. <laughs> that'll be like a a two or a three in there. I would recommend listening to James Brown, but maybe not this album. I mean, saying it, doing it was really good, and I I thought it was really soulful uh, on the back half of the album. I think where I enjoyed this album the most was when I stopped sitting down and I was actually moving around to the funk part. And that's when I kind of think I was experiencing it the way that it was supposed to be experienced, Mm -hmm. you know, actually dancing around when my wife loved it, I'm sure. Little little booze in there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So even though some of the other categories uh, I put a lower, I'm still going to give it overall about a 3.5 because... 
it, it was fun, but I'm sure there must be better James Brown albums out there. It's just if someone wants to dig away at it, but I think I'm like uh, Scott C. Um, I'll stick to the greatest hits for, for James <laughs> Brown. Yeah, I would agree too. I, I'm coming in at a 3.5 kind of for my overall score. You know, I, I the influence though for sure, like four and a half. And uh, I definitely recommend there is some downside to it. It just you, you know, uh, if anything, and we're we're ex- experiencing this, uh, once you get exposed to an artist like this and listen to the whole album and you try and put yourself in that time frame with them, you realize, like, hey, they didn't, not every song's a knock out of the park. So uh, uh, you kind of take the good with the bad and you just try and uh, get, get through the album and look at it holistically. But, um, yeah, anyway, I'm all over the place with that. But I would, I would still recommend it at the four. And, uh, yeah. I just thought it was it was a great album. There were some really funky songs on there. Uh, I I agree though. I think you just got to put on either a Spotify James Brown station or there's so many best of compilations or that that Jungle Groove compilation is unbelievable. Um, highly recommended. Uh, any final comments? I will say I just uh, sent it to you guys. We should put it on the show notes to make sure you watch the best James Inter- or Brown interview ever from 1988 where he's, he's blasted out of his mind with big, clear, like, yellow glasses on, and he's absolutely oh, yeah. trashed on something, and it's worth watching. That's super nice. funny. I have seen that one. That is yeah, good. We should put it in the show notes. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We will do that. Yeah. Uh, anything else, guys? No, I'm good. What's uh, what's on tap next? Well, hey, you got to wait. You can't expose that here. Yeah. Act yeah, I'm deciding. Stuff. I'm literally deciding. I've been going through about ten different ones, and I got to decide here in the next hour or so. But yeah. uh, it's always the hard part. I love uh-huh. that we went James Brown territory. Good one, totally. there. Yes, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, Good thanks, picture. guys. I'm I'm glad uh, we all mostly enjoyed it. I think, and we just recognized James Brown's one of the greats, and it's hard to find any one album like he had like a thousand of them. So, um, yeah. anyway, I, I enjoyed the pick myself. I'm super looking yeah. forward to Scott's uh, Coates' next pick here coming up. Um, this is Darren Scott, Scott Coates, Scott Gregory, and Alan Dupuy signing off from the Sonic Collective at thesoniccollective.com. To hell! To hell!